Yo, Chuck, run a power move on him. May I say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours? Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends. Just to, just to come by, this is a good episode. Um... Who's in the building? It's uh, Barn, uh, back. I guess I've been off for a week or two. This is our resident tech guy. Um, okay. He never really says anything. Feel the silence, dog. <laughs> he just checks to see Phil. if the shit is on, check to see if things are on. Um, he is engineering. All yeah, right. Yeah, That's yeah, what's up. That's engineer. what's up. But today we have, we've been doing this violence series, but today we have someone who we have a great amount of respect uh, for, someone who is very multitasked. Um, solid guy. That's what we like to re refer to. And I'm gonna just throw some names out here. We got Bugard. Is it the Bugard? I, I, I'm gonna give a Bugard. You giving up Bugard? I'm gonna give a Bugard. Former Bugard. Former Bugard. God Bugard. God Bugard. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because because there are Bugards. But I was I was God Bugard. God Bugard. We got prolific, and this is something for me. One of the most impressive things about you, writer. Yeah, a lot of people don't even. I don't know. Maybe people do or aware, but the Dallas Penn writing, folks, we got Dallas Penn in, this, in the building. Um, I'm glad to be here. We glad you're here. I, I mean, finally. I mean, this yes. is a long, long time, time coming. We're supposed to do a event. This is years, 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 years coming. But I, but I mean, you know, we stay in each other's ciphers, yeah, in each other's peripheries, and all day, and, yeah, all day. Yeah. And, and we 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 all in the same family, and you know, hailing from Queens. Yes. Yes. Um, and kind of like a New York connoisseur yeah. for me. Culture connoisseur. Culture connoisseur, thinker. Hip-hop um, connoisseur. Um, fashion. Let me, let me say something, too. I mean, as New York City kids, mm -hmm. my folks raised me in Queens, but my, but my dad, my, the, my father, the guy who did the heavy lifting, mm -hmm. wasn't the guy who got my mom pregnant, but he was the guy who did the heavy lifting mm -hmm. for me, comes from down the block. Mm -hmm. Over and, here. Over here. He moved up here. Uh, when he was 16 years old. From mm -hmm. from where? From Virginia, from okay. Petersburg, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And so he came up here, man, and worked in laundries and basically grinded and got himself through school and, and put himself into NYU. Wow. Yeah. That's a solid cat. Yeah, he he was incredible. That, he's incredible. He's so incredible that I was just like, all right, that's it. You you were too good. <laughs> you were too great. Is now, he still alive? Now he passed away. He passed away. Salute. Yeah, he passed away. But I mean, he was just, he was an incredible dude. And I want to say that that for me, where the combine is located, this area, is kind of like my second home. It was it kind of like the, the place I ran around with when I was in high school. Gotcha. And that was because before I even went to high school, he would bring me down here uh, and we would enjoy uh, the place where he stayed mm -hmm. and the folks who kind of took him in. Mm -hmm. And of course, the parkway. The parkway. The, uh, Bro, now you you just said a bunch of stuff down. You went to what high school you went to? I went to Brooklyn Tech. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to get into you was a part of a youth collective. Yes. Um, where many of my family are. I'll just throw some names out. Um, Steel yes. Tech, Cat. Yes. 
Angel, mm-hmm. um, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mike, yes, yes, yes. Um, what? If, tell me about that youth collecting. Tell me about the experience at Brooklyn. I, I, I do not. I, I want to ask a question. I want. I want to mm-hmm. toss something in there too, because I know you, you. You probably can go on this topic. Cookie head. Why do you make the distinction <laughs> no. between a, uh, a youth collective and a gang? Because you, I've, I've heard you speak pretty. I I will about that. not allow. I will not, from my mouth, uh, call my brothers a gang. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because. My, my understanding of a gang and, and, and how gangs operate mm-hmm. is, one, um, they're, they're, I don't want to say that they're commercial enterprises, but I don't think that they really contain a soul. Mm. And, you know, I mean, this is America. Right. And gangs were formed here in America because um, of economic conditions social conditions. So so a, a youth collective has some of the stimulus that that gangs are formed by, but this group of people had a soul. Mm-hmm. And the soul they had was first off, we are we are tired of being harassed and and um manipulated mm-hmm. uh by others in our community. Mm-hmm. Um we really had a, a a point of of dealing with five percent dudes. And, and this was kind of like, I, I guess I could call it the waning of that 5% movement. Because 5% movement was very powerful. Mm-hmm. Right after Zulu Nation, I feel like 5% movement in the early 80s, late 70s, but early 80s, was just so strong and dominant. I was recruited. But I didn't, for me, I just didn't want to join. I'm, one, I'm not a joining kind of guy at that period of my life. But, yo, 5% Nation was like... That was the personification of manhood What's growing up. And, and, and it was it also was probably the, the dude that was recruiting. Because I'll tell you what, charismatic, I mean, yeah. a, a charismatic dude in our community can can run people off a cliff like lemons. Right. So for a dude from the Midwest, mm-hmm. can y'all break down what 5%ers are? Uh, 5% was uh, an offshoot of, of Nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was an offshoot of... Uh, of of black Muslims mm-hmm. in America, and it, it the ideology the ideology I'm sorry not ideology ideology <laughs> was was very similar it was but it had it had another mythos which was based on um the use of the alphabet as a as a daily science or daily mm-hmm. mathematic yes, language yeah, yeah. Yes. every day represented a, a different lesson yes. Yes. And if you ain't know your lesson, so Universal beatdown. <laughs> yeah. you, 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 you can catch one. You can catch one. You can catch one. You can catch one. I used to tell yo, yo, rest in peace, Reggie, right? I used to tease Reggie. I'd, I'd be like, yo, Reggie, you have no right to ask somebody what's the daily math, math. if you don't know the daily math. Oh, man, I don't see dudes get their head toned off. Of course. You can't, you can't say to somebody, yo, what's today's math, God, and you not know it. Right, right. Because that, that, that's when you, when you question someone, of today's math, you have to understand what they're what about to say, right. and you have to be able to to spark them right. if they're off mm-hmm. in their description of it. So, you know, we he and I used to go back and forth on that, but we're at the the, the end of the five percent movement, and these dudes inside tech were just they whatever. I rubbed them some kind of way wrong. Mm-hmm. Pause, but <laughs> they did not fucks with me. Yeah. And I had a couple of classmates who didn't fucks with them either. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of... It was a mutual not fuck with each other. Yes, yeah. It, it was a mutual like, like fuck. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was also a question of, of 
freshmen and sophomores, yeah, 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 not yeah. fucking with juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was it, it, you know you you could and combine all the things that, that that young people right. had to deal with. At that time, was popping off all the time, every day. For any reason or no reason at all. Absolutely free style, free for all. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, yeah. you, you, I rode the G train down to school uh, between Myrtle Willoughby and Bedford Nostrand. No, it was, that was. It was, it was live. No, it was live. Listen it was live. Keep people coming through the train, through the doors, and pull your t shirt open. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If, if you, if you had some, some shine, they pull your t shirt open, take that. Right. Yeah. Right yeah, off, right off, right off. That it, it, it was popping like that. It was like that, and 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 it was also uh, the kind of the beginnings of like that wolf pack. Right, right. Yeah, would, it would be popularized. As well. I feel like the youth collective that you was a part of, the Decepts, kind of mastered the wolf pack. I think that was. I think that was the like, critical mass, mass of yes. wolf pack is Yes. <laughs> After that, you you really couldn't do like, that. Anymore. I know. I don't think people understand. Vaughn, imagine you. Imagine right. taking the A train mm-hmm. and pulling into West Fourth, right? And from the first car, right? You no, know, from the first car to the last car, is nothing but the collective. It's kids on kids on, on kids, kids on kids. Well, I mean, it was also the 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 whole deal with DSEP too. And, and again, like I said, we're formed mm-hmm. because we're pushing a bunch of kids back. We're pushing the kids from Westinghouse back. Old, old, like Westinghouse, Westinghouse, get off our back. Yeah, right. Autobots, Sarah J. Hale, Sarah J. Hale, get off our back. Sarah J. Hale at the time was live uh, with the city called the Six Hundred. Six Hundred, yeah, they was live, live as live. Fuck. fuck. Yeah, they was live as fuck. What's live the characteristic fuck. of a, of a Decepticon? With the, the static. It was very was diversified. <laughs> nah, no, it was all kinds of things. No, hammers. Literally. Before that, before that. Because that's a funny story, too. Yo, we, had, we had access to to shop, to class. shop, class. shop class. So we, we were busy. Wow. They had these shits that was in the hallway. These fiberglass rods. So basically, you took, you broke off a fiberglass rod, you broke them into pieces, and then you went to shop class, cut them down into like fourteen. Y'all inch. was making shanks. We was wasn't making shanks. shanks. We were making feel goods. Feel good. <laughs> it, was called, it, it was called Mr. Feel Good. Fourteen inches long, and then you drill a hole in one end, and then and then you put and then you put a metal head on top of that. On nah, top it was, of that, it was incredible. Like I and for me, you know, it's interesting because you know me and still. Uh, family, you know, me and Sean Price, family, like we all, so those is, you know, that's what was my family. So we get to high school and I go to printing and I'm like, holy shit, like this is some other shit. Like, then I go to the crib. Y'all had a crib. It was a crib. On Ralph and Park. Ralph and Park. Yes. Yes. That that, that was, was a, that was Megatron's spot. That was yo, Megatron, Rumble, and Cyclonus. That was yo, their crib. That was, that was, was Cybertron. Ill, we called I'm Print and Cybertron, but that was Cybertron. Yo. That crib? Yes, yes. Mama French, yeah. Mama French, like, listen, if if her sons let you in there, then you, you was good. good. You good. Nah. I mean, you was good to, like, not leave. Nah, not, not leave. But the shit that was going on in there, I'm like, damn, I'm 14, man. And, and across the street also with his cousin, uh, Strong. Strong. Eugene. Yes. Uh, man, I'll never forget, man. We had an ill beach party one time, man, and I blacked out. I never drunk like that. I blacked out in Brighton Beach, man. Yo, I ended up getting on the train with no shoes on. No, that's shit. Wow. Strong found me walking to the train. Was like, yo, come on, man, come on. Come, let's Took me back to this crib, put shoes on my feet, man. You know, sobered me up enough so I could get back to Queens. Not crazy. Yo, listen, I, I had um, 
it was 1987. I had got cut in the face. Like I, you can't see I did like 75 stitches. And the word got back to the youth collective. And literally, it was, it was, they had to shut down Martin Luther King High School. Yes. They had to shut it down. Was that you? Yeah, that was me. Was that you? That was me. That was a shutdown. That was a shutdown. Like that. That was. You got the memo for that. No, that was that was everybody got. Everybody got the memo because everybody because it was it was the kids I grew up with from Brownsville and East New York who had beef with you know everybody kind of had beef with the youth collective at some point. Well, I mean, didn't didn't. I I mean, I mean, it it, it could be ten. I mean, the youth collective had beef. With the youth collective. Yeah, no, I know. We had, 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 had fratricide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it was, it was, um, but it. So that, everybody just showed up at the at the school like, yo, every, we about they, to get this. Nah, they, they didn't show up. They, they turned out. Yeah. Like, it, it was, um, uh, it, it became a very big deal. But I always had a mutual respect for the youth collective. Right, I've right. only had one time where it was possibly a problem with the youth collective. Gensu. I was on the train. You know, it was one of them days you on the train and you with the girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you making them laugh, but then you see, damn, we coming to West Fourth. Alright, you trying to tell the girls to be quiet and chill because mm-hmm. you know shit made like these dudes don't give a fuck about right, you. Right, right. about you. Yeah. The girls don't really get that. They still joking and playing. Well, I mean, listen, like, you're talking yo, about they want to see. They want to see. See, so I'm like, yeah, they know if you tough as you say you. So is. I'm in the most vulnerable position on the train I could be on, which is sitting down in the corner, mm-hmm. and uh, they on it. They come through super heavy, super deep, turned up, and Gensu had. I never forget. He used to carry a little pouch with his knives, his things, and he see. I got the polo. I got the white polo goose with the blue collar, the white, and he ready to ready to get busy. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I'm gonna have to do what I gotta do. Out of nowhere, Angel comes. Mm-hmm. Angel's like, nah, son, that's la la la. Mm-hmm. And Gensu was like, I don't know la la la. Yeah, that was Angel. Your... Was it might have been some internal Angel's like, nah, absolutely, it's, it's gonna absolutely. have to go down. Absolutely, and that was the only issue I ever had. And absolutely, it never turned any, into anything. Absolutely, I mean, like I said, we 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 would have, fr- but again, we became the shit that we had been formed. To push back. Wow, that's wild. I mean, it, it, it was it was. I don't want to say it was inevitable, yeah, yeah, yeah. but just from the sheer size Sorry. to manage um, a group of young no, yeah. people that yeah, big. When you think back, what like what are your thoughts on what could have been? I mean, what I mean, what could have been? It, it could have been. It it could have changed the course of the city. City. It yeah. did kind of the way. Trains was patrolled. When it, schools was patrolled, it could have changed the course in the city in a different, different direction, direction. In a different, in a more, in a more positive direction, in a, in a more proactive direction, right, right. Um, more desired direction. I mean, I mean, it, it would, it would again, it would have had to be a sea change of, of society and culture too. Right. Um, but we had this incredible brother that we followed, right? Rich French, and and again, charisma. Yeah, he had it all off the chart. Yeah, he had it all. He's he's a um, very well respected. Just um, I mean, just all like, my interactions were dope interactions. Just somebody that will make you want to do something do crazy. Something crazy, yeah. Nah, it was ill. It you was know, do something Ill. crazy and do something for for the collective. Right. It was ill. And um, and I mean, th- from the very first time I ever encountered him was this day that 
I have a fight in front of Bam mm-hmm. with these five percent of dudes, with this one particular dude, uh, Messiah and his boys, but Rich mm-hmm. jumped out. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, I was just like, okay, these are I'm That's fucking with these guys. Nah, he was charismatic. Like yes. everybody, I I I seen real leaders say, you know what, I'm a, I'm gonna be led. Yeah, from from fucking with him. Look, on, on that note, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna a music break as we always do. We're gonna come back <laughs> yeah. with the great Yo, Dallas. That's what I mean. When niggas be choking, man, is that good? Is that bad? They got it. Good. I mean, niggas be getting they groove on. Nah, 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 fuck it, nah. When Coco Beans come out and ask your girl open up, then what's the deal? What's going on? Yo, I'm just saying where the fuck you are. Yo, we got something for you. We got something for you right here. Ride with me so easily to the other side of the Timberland tree. You can walk with me or smoke freely on the other side of the Timberland tree. Yeah, call you a bandit. Say, what's up, Trooper? No disrespect intended because I know how the youths are. You a true star. Shine your light no matter what you move for. I got my eye on you because you represent the future. We be your gun bosses, your gold rushes. Quick to touch your stuff, yeah. Be your quicker picker up a truth. My mind dwelling, there's no telling who you see, whore. Ass and night pass to the right because the weed calls speedball. Through time laughing, joking, smoking, talking about AK. Don't make me matter then, I am already This fight it might be a fight Between the loose bullet and the machete I'm steadily raising my voice to prove a point Better be on point Before I decide to put my joint Like Spike, we might decide to act up You relax, huh? It was the victim for the attack Look at you, man, yeah Look at you, man You can take a walk with me Look at you, man, Okay, so, so we back. We're going we gonna, we gonna to ask a few more questions about the collective, but then we got a couple more things we want to talk to you about. Yeah, I mean, and, and uh, you know, I know you got a ton of stories to tell about uh, the collective, but I'm, I'm curious to know. you here all night. Right, right. <laughs> but I'm curious to know, you know, with that large size of numbers, what was the collective, like, asking for? What were they moving towards? It seems like that was a hell of a movement to not have any kind of direction at all. I mean, I, I won't say that we didn't have any kind of direction. Well, no, no, I'm not saying let, that. Let's, just, let's understand something, mm-hmm. too. What's, um, what's incredible about mm-hmm. a large number of kids, particularly, you know, uh, New York City during this time, is understand that this is way, way, way before social media. Mm-hmm. So kids' presentation describe really where they came from. Right. Like, literally... Um, I mean, this is this is going back to the days of other uh, street collectives, mm-hmm. where people wore colors and people mm-hmm. wore jackets and people wore things that kind of represented their area. Certain right? brands, brands, yeah. uh, presentations. You knew what Harlem kids. You knew what Harlem Bronx. You knew like. what Bronx kids. Yeah. You knew what Brooklyn kids looked like. Queens, kids, kids right. had their presentations, yeah, right, so right, you right. could look at a kid and tell, "Oh, I know this cat is from, from Brooklyn. Brooklyn." Right, right, yeah. exactly. It was obvious. Right, it was right. obvious. Now, now we're so homogenous that. You don't know where you a kid is from. Know you know, he's been looking at Instagram. He, he looks place. like he's from wherever. Yeah. So these Brooklyn kids would deposit themselves in the, in the center of Manhattan. And and really, they had to, to... Their first thing was getting themselves back to school and home safely. Right. That was, the, that was the first priority for the group. And that's, that's really what formed the collective in the first place. To make sure that that happened. Yeah, right. to, to, to to keep and that people, was a realistic yeah, yeah, yeah. goal, without question, 
Because you could encounter all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You can encounter all kinds of problems, you know, from, from people who didn't go to school. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Or from people who lived in the neighborhood where your school was and just wanted to come up and, you know, and make problems for you. Right. Because you're here in their neighborhood on their turf, mm-hmm. you know, handling your business. Mm-hmm. So so the, the first aim was just finding like minds, people that you had going to junior high with, people that right. you had come up with, and then forming those bonds and saying, okay, you know what, we're going to protect each other. We're going to have each other's back. Would you, was, how, how much, was violence like the first recourse or was it... Uh... Something else in terms of. How I mean, I don't. I, don't I think violence is, is 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 a is a byproduct of living. Right, right. <laughs> Some, that's, that's I mean, the, yeah, sometimes I mean, real. you know, it, it's difficult to push somebody back. Mm-hmm. You know, with with words. Right, <laughs> right. You know, I mean, someone's coming at you, and you know, and they appear to be a threat. I mean, you know, you you are not going to be able to like talk your way well, out now, of that. Now, now I know. Look, we we have we we're really soldiers who survived. Mm-hmm. A certain period in New York, right? What, what I find to be really, really interesting is that when did you start writing? Like I was, always, I was always writing. I was always you writing. Was writing even back then. I was even writing back then. I was, I was writing from. I used to have pen pals. What? I still have pen pals. What, mm-hmm. what, what was the motivation or what, what was the inspiration for it? I'm, I, I'm, I, I read a lot. Mm-hmm. I read since I was, uh, you know, since I could read. Mm-hmm. And the school I went to, I went to, my, my folks put me into a Lutheran school okay. uh, out in College Point in Queens. Okay. And they had us become pen pals with another Lutheran school from oh. like Long Island. I thought you were going to say cast in jail or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> but but, it, but, but I, I mean, it became that. It became that too. Because um, when my dudes would end up going, um, you know, Hold my dudes that did, yeah, that did yeah. do some biz, I was able to kind of like, you know, just reach into my bag and be like, you know what? You ain't missing nothing. Here's what's going on. You know, and just kind of give them like a little, you know, because I, I don't imagine that time is is constant when you're inside mm-hmm. that space. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what yeah. is going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a little did, bit. did you did you take courses? Did you like because I, I I'm only asking because, you know, from what I do as a as a attorney, I have to paint pictures with words yes mm-hmm. in the courtroom and on paper absolutely right. um and it's not just an easy thing sometimes it's a difficult process sometimes depending on your emotion where you at what's going on around you what, what your information is um your style of writing is brilliant mm-hmm. like i i read it and i and i read it uh in, with in mind trying to like not emulate but really taking notes and I, i'm really trying to figure out I've always wanted to, to ask you, like, how it's did you process. develop your, yeah. proce- your process and your writing style? I mean, I think, I think good writing mm-hmm. is really is, is good talking and it's, <laughs> and it's emotional uh, communication. Mm-hmm. Good writing is, is, I mean, for lack of a better word, it's, it's, it's your ability to paint. Right. Mm. And without, without paint. Well, without, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's your painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where someone knows how to use the, the paintbrush, mm-hmm. you know, you have to use a pen to give someone an image, a picture, a feeling, an emotion. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, a great painting gives me an emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have this incredible, great photograph. You guys have this photograph in the office mm-hmm. of the Negro World Series. Yes. And yeah. it's, so I mean, it's, it's emotional to me. It mm-hmm. makes me, like, say, wow, look at, not just the players, but... Look at everybody, everybody in the stands yeah, yeah, yeah. that is there to For enjoy this moment. event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And that's that's emotional. Did, that's powerful. Did, did you did it ever come a point where you were like, look, you know what, I'm gonna be a writer? Like, yeah, ab- absolutely. I'm I'm in City College. Oh wow. Uh, in architecture class in my third year in a design class, and my professor was like, Dallas, if the name of this class was architecture, mm-hmm. you'd be the professor. <laughs> So that's but this is architecture. Right. So get back to work. Because I because I, I was supposed to do models and do drawings. And I just felt like talking about it. So, so, <laughs> so you just blessed us with the origins of talk Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, dude hit me with that. And, and um dude dude was also I mean, college professors still had to he worked at Cooper. He he taught at Cooper and at City. Mm-hmm. Uh, really dope professor, really dope uh, professor. But he made me say, you know what? I like architecture, but I don't like this for a career for mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. I like to communicate. To communicate, and mm-hmm. I like to tell people stories. I like to to tell people the the things I've seen or the things I'm witnessing. Mm-hmm. And man, I was so uh, inspired. One of my favorite writers at the time was this Irish dude. Named James, they called him Jimmy Breslin. Oh, it's my. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> so, so he's. He, a, we read him every. Week. We read him every all the time. time. Anytime time. he yeah. dropped in mm-hmm. the Daily News, or yep. then yeah, he went right. to News, news Daily. wherever he was at. Yeah, he started in Daily News. Yeah, what was it about his style that kind of jumped out at you? It guys? was for me. It was like raw and really smart right in a way that I wasn't used to hearing he was a dyed in the wool yeah. true york dude yeah he yeah, was definitely new york well, queens dude right no, uh no. he was probably from manhattan probably from hell's kitchen yeah, probably yeah. from right. from knock where around, you went to school he's what you call a knock around kind of guy yeah, you seen, seen you, you imagine that i imagine that he spent a lot of time drinking yeah, <laughs> with the wrong people. <laughs> he said with the wrong. Nah, you he know? was ill. Like Jimmy Breslin is a is a New York legend. Jimmy yes. Breslin. Jimmy Breslin. Jimmy Breslin. He he laid out who Trump was, the sucker that Trump was years ago. Oh, oh, oh like laid him bare. About, laid him out bare. He said he was a fake tough guy who couldn't fight himself out of a wet paper bag. That's what he. I remember he wrote that. Yep. Like he was ill, ill dude. Yeah, he he was he was really a a big inspiration for me. You, you know who was who I thought was. You know, because he spawned dudes like um, Mike Daly, who I'm good friends uh, yes. with. Yes. Oh, really, really, really. Uh, real good friend of mine, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. And, and you know who even came into into to try to cop some Jimmy Breslin stuff? Mike Lupica. Lupica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike, Lupica. Mike, Lupica, Mike Lupica started Lupica. as a sports Post reporter, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then he moved himself yeah. into into Social into culture, culture and yes, 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 yes. 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 But he yeah. came in the game as a sports writer. You're right. And 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 the void that Jimmy Breslin left when he had retired and then we passed away was just so open that all it took a bunch of people to, to fill, fill that, that vacuum. Yeah, what, but, what, what do you what do you think you trying to get across in your writing and your work? Well you know what I, I it's it's funny that that um Ken loves my writing because I don't like to write for I don't like to write publicly mm. as much anymore. I, I don't want to blame it on social media mm-hmm. but I blame it on our culture. I, I like to say that we are post literate. Yeah, we are. We, yes, we, well, I like to say we're actually anti-intellectual. Well, okay, that, that's and that's fake, I, fake and I, don't, I ain't no intellectual style talking about yo go to school. I'm talking about in the sense that you once you start bringing some motherfuckers don't want to think. Well, that that's that's there's 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 that's that's another thing. The the but there's an uncomfortable 
uh, feeling that people get when you start telling people truth. Truth, yeah. And I've noticed that sometimes when you hit someone with truth, they're like, "Oh shit! Like, like why'd you punch me?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "I'm not punching you. I'm mm-hmm. I'm giving you something that, that, I see that on your, shit. I see that on your social media mm-hmm. all the time. All the time, like, all the time. I, and I, people give people." People, like, people yo, catch, people catch the worst feelings. Yeah, they get but we are, we are post-literate. Not that we can't read. We can still read. We choose not to. We mm-hmm. choose to get our information from the tubes, mm-hmm. from the YouTubes and the boob tubes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how we choose to get our info now. So, I, I mean, that, but that lends to anti-intellectualism. Yeah. All right, because it, it, it's, we've become lazy towards learning. So Nobody like, want to date opinions around. You don't put your art even in that space. I don't, like, like, I, don't, I don't feel like... Uh, my writing gets benefit, yeah, um, <laughs> and and I'm like, man, let, let me figure another way mm-hmm. to, to move information. Yeah. yeah, and and if a image is worth a thousand words, mm-hmm. then a strip of film, like like in one second of film, I think there's like. Uh, it's like a hundred some pictures, a hundred something stills, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, hundred times a thousand. Mm-hmm. For one second, gotcha. 60 seconds in a minute, mm-hmm. I got a two-hour film. Man, yeah. how many words have I said now? Gotcha. Right. So, am I being lazy? No, I don't think I'm being lazy. I'm, I'm just channeling thoughtful way. I, I'm just, I'm just, I just want to find another way to pass the information so that one, people could receive it. And, and because that, that's the other thing that, that we're really combating now, too, is, is how do we get this information to people's hands with... One, they can receive it, and then they can do stuff with and it. And appreciate it, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I've met, you know, I, one of the illest writers I've actually hung out with in, in, for, for a period in my, in my life was Tom Wolfe. Mm, mm, dig um, that. It was it, the wildest story. You appreciate this story. Tom Wolfe picked me up. Him and Ed Hayes picked me up. And I didn't know about Tom Wolfe's uh, legend. His pedigree, yeah. Yeah, his pedigree. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, who is this fucking white guy? With an all white suit on and a white Rolls Royce, he only wore white. That's just crazy. And he picked me up and we went to. This is in New York. This is in New York. We went to Anna Wintour's house mm. with a party for Estee Lauder. That's just wild. And I was the only guy from where I was from, where we from, then there. And it was incredible to have these conversations with this guy who was this revered writer, and you saw like his. It, w- it was similar. He was very concerned about how his stuff was received mm-hmm. and how it came out yeah so you know I, that that's ill but I, I i wanna i want the world to know that your writing is crazy thank you thank where, you where, where can we you do you still have the stuff the blog i still have the the blog active but it is a back door you got to use to even get into the writing because if you go to dallaspen.com boom you can't even hit you can't you have to go to dallaspen.com forward slash web blog right. to get to the right to get into the right i heard that yep you heard that Get to that. Um, now, something else um, I want to talk to you. So, architecture, mm-hmm. talk texture, interior design, interior design. We got some other stuff we're gonna get to. High fashion. Um, then you get to another form of communication, which I know. I think I know a little bit of this story, but this thing that we're doing podcasting right now, mm-hmm. you were very instrumental in one of the, to me, one of the most groundbreaking podcast shows ever. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that people fucked with the Combat Jack show mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And and two years before we even heard the Combat Jack show, I had 
started a podcast. I know that. So hold hold that. Okay. And we're gonna we're gonna take another uh, musical break and we're gonna get back to it. I because I want to jam anyway. Y'all are jamming. So we, so this is my understanding. You stop me down if I'm wrong. My understanding was the inspiration for the Combat Jack show was Dallas Penn. Mm. Like from my understanding, the 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 the, the initial uh, idea for what became the Combat Jack show was going to be called the Internet Show, and it was going to be Reggie and I. And and a few of the people who we blogged with, we weblogged with. So we wanted um, uh, our guy SK from mm-hmm. Nah Right mm-hmm. to be part of it because mm-hmm. Nah Right was super, super, super influential. Are they still around? Uh, I think Not they. Right. I think they've kind of just kind of folded up right. recently. Like I think that their last post happened in March, and they haven't put up anything new since yeah. then. Two Dope Boys is gone now. Two Dope Boys. Oh, they're gone. They're gone now too. They're gone now too. I think their time came to renew their. Uh, they go down <laughs> the domain and they just said fuck it. They just said fuck it. It's done. It's done for us. But um, so we want to take a bunch of the people who we were creating internet content with, and and see if we could make this, if we could turn this thing almost into a daily mm-hmm. broadcast. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the way that that A King was excited for, he was like, man, internet radio, man, is going to be the shit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, we're gonna be podcasting. You know, and like, gonna, where did you like? How did like? Where did you even get that from? Like, when I started working with Rafi and Casimir, I like inter- Rafi, internet celebrities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got we caught the eyes and ears of a dude named Jesse Thorne, okay. who uh, had a, had a podcast, had a radio show, basically called The Sound of Young America, right? Where he would interview notable people and, and all kinds of cultural people, mm-hmm. and he messed with us, and he, big fan of us. He happened to be in Atlanta one week uh, doing some stuff for, for National Public Radio and I happened to be in Atlanta visiting my mom. So Raph was like, yo, Jesse Thorne's a big fan. He's in Atlanta. Holler at him. So I'm like, Jesse, hey, I'm in Atlanta. He's like, oh, snap. I'm downtown at the W. Come hang out with me. Mm-hmm. So I hang out with Jesse. Jesse's with this dude, um, uh, Mark Marin, mm-hmm. another podcast. Yeah, 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 the comedian. Uh, 
comedian podcaster. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember. I just was talking with this guy too, dude from uh, Scott Sim Scott Simpson. Mm-hmm. At the time, he was part of Apple, and he basically created the 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 podcast platform oh, wow. for Apple. Wow. And so. This is what they this is what they were discussing, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh shit. I mean, I'll fuck it, I'll do it. So they gave me a bunch of podcasts to listen to, and I listened to, it and I'm just like, all right, fine, I'm gonna do it. And um, I just didn't get enough traction. I got to like a dozen episodes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they were about an hour long, mm-hmm. and it was just me talking crazy, mm-hmm. playing some music, talking crazy on current events, playing some music. So I was playing like Das Races, Rock Marciano. <laughs> Uh, Mayhem Loren. I was playing things that I was okay, mm-hmm. things that I enjoyed mm-hmm. and vibed on, and then just talking current events. And I wasn't getting the traction that I thought I needed to. Like I wasn't getting the feedback. Mm-hmm. Apparently, people were listening, but, but I wasn't no getting that direct feedback. So you didn't even know if you were landing on. Them. I didn't even know what was going on. Right, right. So after a while, I mean, putting them together, editing them, it, it, it was, it was, it was laborious. So I just mm-hmm. said, oh, you know what? This is not. You know, this is not the payoff that mm-hmm. I, that, I, that I'm looking for. Was this what you was doing it at? Were y'all in J Street yet? No, no, no. As a matter of fact, this is me, this is in 2008, and I'm in my crib in Freeport. In crib. Yeah, oh. I'm just in the crib in Freeport, just you know, taking the audacity, taking this uh, audio program, and just you know, yelling into a microphone and just you know, putting that together and editing that, figuring it crazy. out. You know, so that was that was 08, and it didn't really crack. Um, but you had other podcasts out there. As a matter of fact, you had you had a bunch of other people who were doing like little group podcasts, and um, some were in the similar radio show kind of like a, a roster format mm-hmm. where you know you'd have a couple of guys and a girl or two, mm-hmm. right, right, you know, and they would be talking about rap issues. And I was just like, man, this shit is boring. <laughs> you know, this see, is, this ain't gonna this see, ain't gonna crack. So you ain't you, you just kind of walked away. From I left it alone. I left it alone. And and A King's pursuit of me a couple years later, you know, maybe say okay, maybe we can try it. Right. We can see what we might be able to do with it. Oh, but A King had this dope uh, studio space in Dumbo, that's and the I said J that's the J Street joint. So even before the podcast went went down there, we did the first bring your own blogger barbecue, <laughs> which I that. which was that was tremendous. Yeah. So our uh, the deal with that was to honor Narite. And Dope Boys and Miss Info and OK Player and these sites that had created these these incredible digital communities right, right. that were like giving people music, but basically they were creating community. And what and they were really, culture. when you really now, when you now I'm just listening from you, what they really were, they were like the aggregators to the culture. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Absolutely. I mean, I mean, they they created these beautiful benchmarks, these mm-hmm. mastheads for community. So mm-hmm. we were, we wanted to salute them, but also. Um, th- one of the most powerful things I like to do is to go from URL to IRL. URL is is your website, mm-hmm. is your is your online identity. IRL is in real life. Wow. So I like to to bring the website and make it something physical, tangible, personable, and let's see if if the people that I enjoy reading or the people who I'm getting my information from match up. Mm-hmm. And equal, you know, do, do the personas equal, you know, the content, content creators, yeah. okay. you know, like, you know, what's going on here? But and, and in most cases, they do. Right. Most cases, they do. But but the point was to even 
physically show people like, hey, these aren't rock robots. These aren't they real studio players. Yeah. These are real people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are real dope people, good looking people, mm-hmm. smart, talented people, and 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 bring us together. Because mm-hmm. what was happening too was, man, we had this incredible community being developed online and we passed each other in the street and we didn't even know you who know we were. Was. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you know? Like, I so, still to this day don't know what the, the Byron Crawford dude looks like. The, right. You know, I, I mean, I got a face. I got a face on my shit mm-hmm. with my internet celebrity stuff. Yeah. And and the fact that I was... Because I've seen you and Rafi do stuff. I see, like, I've seen you do... It's almost like you are like... Um, you're like the... Uh, you're like the LeBron of podcasting. You want to you want to get a real dope situation. Get down. I I want I want someone to be the LeBron. I want to I want to have been. So you done. You don't want to be. The well, no, no, no. I mean, I'm still around. I'm still around. I want to feel like I'm like maybe Bill Russell. Like <laughs> like I'm still great. I'm great. I'm great. But but I really do I really do want to hear some new voices and and some real uh, people that want to challenge thinking. What would be the type of voice that would get you to tune in regularly? I, I want someone who challenges thinking. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, in all honesty, I I enjoyed when Kanye said slavery was a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed it just because as a... Forget Kanye says mm-hmm. that. If you walked by a wall and you saw something uh, uh, etched on the wall or sprayed onto the wall, slavery was a choice. It's provocative. It's very provocative, but you have to consider that just as a statement. Right. Yeah. You have to consider that. And then you have to say, okay, shit. Maybe it makes, it's, it's a thinking point. Mm-hmm. It's a thinking point. Maybe it was a choice. And the people who chose it, maybe they were playing the fucking long game. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they were playing, maybe, no, maybe they were playing the longest the game ever. out. And we just ain't nobody know. It ain't, it ain't been documented. Okay, maybe they were playing the long game where they was like, you know what? The people that fuck with us, they used to eat their children. And I want my great great grandchildren to watch them eat their children again. <laughs> so I'm gonna fuck with the slavery shit. I'm gonna fuck with it. I'm gonna fuck with it because my great great grandchildren. I'm doing this for them. And I believe. I believe. So, so so we don't we don't know. But again, but again again I I want someone to just to just challenge my thinking. So so, so the combat jack thing. One, I, I miss Reg. Yes, Reg was. Um, I know Reg since uh, nineteen ninety four. I think I met Reg. Um, the Combat Jack thing that y'all. I'll be very honest with you. When it was you and Reg and Pete, I loved it. Like I listened religiously, and your humor and your social commentary was really the draw for me. Um, it was in, it was disappointing for me personally when it morphed into just combat without you guys. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. understood it, you know. Um, and then as I as I as I got into it, I saw what that purpose was, um, and it, it I felt really like I was I, I was really disappointed when he passed. Yeah. Um, do you? What do you think about the Combat Jack show now? The Combat Jack show was incredible. Mm-hmm. The Combat Jack show was incredible. I I'll tell you right now. I loved the the introduction of Pete. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, but but if you just sat me and Reggie mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. and 
when we were in our good feelings towards one another. Oh, it was incredible. He and I could go at each other for hours. Hours. No, it was incredible. Because just like like two brothers who were, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Reg would play the card with, yo, I'm older than you, so I That's get the best opinion. You know, every time I spoke to him about you, he was like, yo, he's a genius. We, we got that genius shit. We had a... But we he had, crazy, but he got that genius We shit. had a perfect relationship. Mm-hmm. When he and I were fucking with each other, mm-hmm. because, again, it, it's... The thing that I always loved about Reggie was that he and I would be in the same place at the same time. This is what attracted to us when I would read his writing. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, yeah, oh, shit, I remember that event. Mm-hmm. And, oh, this is why... Reg was behind the velvet rope, mm-hmm. watching what, what precipitated mm-hmm. while we were fighting, fighting on the dance floor. Yes. Yep. So we're, we're, we're both at the same event, looking at this thing, looking Until at this fire start. burning, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm looking at it from the east, he's looking at it from the west. Yeah. And, and it was just this, this incredible perspective that he helped add. Mm-hmm. Plus, Reg fucked with me enough to be my straight dude. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, you know, which yeah. which you know, I I need that. I need somebody who who is is the nice gen in the yang. Yes. Yes. It, it, now looking at it now, as I, I look at it, like I'm a fan of, of, of your work, your artistry, and, and I'm I love talk detector because it's it's different. You know, I I don't know the 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 brainchild behind it or the premise behind it, but it's interesting, the personalities. I ended up knowing people on there that I didn't know. The uh, the kid from Chicago. Yeah, G- G-Y. G-Y. G-Y, yeah. Um, and it was interesting to see it in play and now watch you guys building it out. What do you see the next evolution of communication in this forum? Is it podcast? Is it something else? Is it a hybrid of something else? Like, where is it going? Well, well, I mean, I, I love the podcast format. I and I always loved radio. Mm-hmm. And and the the bomb ass thing about podcasts, about radio, about audiobooks, is that um, you remember as kids on a Saturday or Sunday when you were cleaning the house mm-hmm. and your and your folks put an LP on. It was just play, and they just put that, mm-hmm. and they just let it play, and you and that. It would play from the beginning of that that record to the mm-hmm, end, mm-hmm. and you'd be cleaning the house, washing windows, sweeping floors. So it allows you to to get information passively. Well, you're getting it. You're getting, you're getting it. You're getting. I won't even say passively. I mean, mm-hmm. you're getting it while you're able to do other things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our problems as as in our human state right now is we are so fucking visceral. So I'm realizing, oh shit, people are really fucking motivated by video content. Yeah. Only problem with that is now I'm married to a screen. Right. Yeah. So I can't really, I can't really clean and do other things because I'm busy watching this fucking screen. So I, I go back and forth, you know, like, like, damn, do I, do I jump on this thing because I see where the the species is being led, mm-hmm. or do I continue to try to like you know, you know, be that LP playing while people clean their house and people do other things and be productive. So I, I, I kind of I vacillate between the two, mm-hmm. but th- there's definitely the tried and true format is to put a group together mm-hmm. and have a a diverse set of voices, right. you know, a different background folks. Mm-hmm. Definitely have you know 
uh, guys and girls because mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, of course. There's a female perspective. Very important. Man, woman, and child. Yeah. Really. I mean, really, in talk and texture, we have man, woman, and child. Yeah, I know. I like you know, GY and fucking uh, Barky Yeezus are two yo, fucking children. Yo, listen, Barky, Barky Yeezus <laughs> you know? hits me. Me and him, we, he hits me with sometimes shit. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah but, he's, he's, but I like that guy. He, like he's, he's a challenging dude, man. He is a uh, challenging we, had, we had a, a great <laughs> photographer, Ernie Panaccioli. Oh, Ernie. Mm-hmm. Ponytail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I told G, both GY. It's interesting, GY and Barky, and I, and I like kind of like, you know, how they kind of bounce off mm-hmm. each other because they're both... They have similarities. Uh, Barker is entitled. Gy is spoiled. Gy yeah. must be an only child. I'm gonna find out. No, right yeah, now. I think he got. I think he got a sibling. <laughs> Does he have a sibling? Okay, yeah. he's, I feel like he's, he's spoiled like an only child. Uh-huh. Ernie has his personal portfolio. There, these dudes are taking pictures with their phone of his pictures. Uh-huh. Of his of. He, so, he, he blicked off on. Him? He he blicked off on Gy. When Barker had done it earlier, Barker had done it on some slick slide shit. So I, I told both of them, I, I sent them both a text and say, hey, listen, this is somebody's personal work that he brought to you so that you could look at it and you could kind of understand his pedigree. Not for you to, yeah, on, on yeah, some yeah, slick yeah, shit, yeah, take, yeah. take pictures of. So I said, delete anything that y'all did of this man's stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. You know what, though? That, that's a product of that. Of this, Absolutely. Where yeah. they don't even say to them, hey, yeah, man, can yeah. I take a picture of yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's, like, it's like on some slick shit, like. Yeah, yeah, no, no, like, no, that's, that's, what the fuck? Like, like James that, Bond, get smart you, type you, shit. You know, you, you know, you brought that out. You brought that out and made me realize that that's the Vice magazine voyeur yeah. uh, style wow. of of just you know. It's yeah, not it's not it, even catching like candid can. shots, but it, it's like it's like the invasive yeah, photography. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Because that's that's the time. Because a candid shot could. Still translates some kind of heroism mm-hmm. of the subject, and the photographer is interacting with the group. In some and that generation way. of photographer, you talking about those dudes are storytellers, right? Him, exactly. Jamel, Shabazz, mm-hmm. like they they take their work very very. It's personal, right? Yes. And yes. they just whipping out the camera. Just nah, I ain't with yeah. that. Shit. No, they no, no. A, 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 not not to get uh, Jamel, not to get the shots that Jamel nah. gets. I nah. mean, I mean, Jamel, Jamel's work. I look at those people as superheroes. Yeah, yeah. He he, um, he just got an award uh, the other day too at the Golden Parks event at Cipriani. Um, so so look, we you know we I got a couple more thoughts on this. We're gonna take another break and come back musical break with the great Dallas Penn and um, let's keep it moving. It's all love. It's all love. Vegetables, fresh fruit and whole wheat I'm from the old school My household smell like soul food, bruh Curry falafel, barbecue tofu No fish though, no candy bars, no cigarettes Only ganja, fresh squeezed juice from oranges Exercising daily to stay healthy And I rarely drink water out the tap cause it's filthy Lentil soup is mental fruit And ginger root is good for the use Fresh vegetable with them ital stew 
sweet yam fries with the green callaloo Careful how you season and prepare your foods Cause you don't wanna lose vitamins and minerals And that's the jewel Life brings life, it's valuable So I eat what come from the ground, it's natural Let your food be your medicine, no accelerant Strictly herb generates from the sun Cause I got melanin and drink water Eight glasses a day So, alright You got a podcast with your wife we haven't we haven't uploaded. I mean, we've recorded an episode and I I haven't edited. All right. We yes yes. She said. Not, I mean, getting you in trouble. No 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 not at all not at all not at all because she's like she's like well, we gonna we gonna work on something this weekend. I'm like yes we are. I, the she, newlyweds. Right? Yes, the newlyweds podcast. And anytime somebody says hey I heard you got married, I'm like boom Susan we're newlyweds again. <laughs> <laughs> anytime somebody congratulates us for getting married, I don't care when. It makes us newlyweds all over again. Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, but like she that. she's incredible. She she's, is incredible. I, every her spirit and her vibe. Every time I see her, is is very is a is strength. It's she's a strength. Dope. I just get strength. She's dope. Every she's time dope. I, I she's dope. Her yeah. father, incredible photographer. Oh wow, Roy DiCarava. No, that's what? no. Her Are you what? That's like one of my like. Remember, Are you we, serious? I was talking to you about. Yeah, of course, you serious. We have the book. Yeah, Yo. of course. Oh, like that's yeah. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Nicaragua. You just dropped the yeah, fucking atom bomb yeah, in, in the that combine, that. man. I mean, listen, you know. <laughs> wow. That shit's wild. Like, I, I came into him um, fucking with Khalil Joseph. Hey, he, yeah. Khalil Joseph was like, yo, this is this dude is like the truth. Yeah. Is he still? No, nah, he passed away. He passed away. He was, he, was, he was up there, though. He was in his 90s. He was in his 90s? Yeah, he was in his 90s. Mm-hmm. He was in his 90s. Wow. That wild, man. I mean, not everybody can work with their wife. How, how? Yeah. Not yeah, everybody can not, do it. No, 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 no. Everybody should be able to work with their wife. They should be able, able to. to, in theory. But you you got to work towards it, though. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, how did you even get married? <laughs> I mean, that's right, right. That's, I mean, that's the truth. But, it's like, yeah. but yo, but people what? get married for different reasons. That's, that's true. true. This is true. That's true. Maybe that's true. I, you know what? I, I say that because in inside this room, mm-hmm. I don't feel like anybody in here does them those type of things. Nah, you know? nah, nah, nah. You know? It's... Uh, we we trying to do this shit the right way, the right way. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, th- this is this space here is is for building. Yeah, hey, but you know what? We when we realize though, I I know for me what I I realized when I got married and with America, like everyone comes to the meeting ground, husband and wife with their own blueprint, mm-hmm. and they and, don't always share with each other. Yeah, and they don't always share facts, facts. And because that blueprint is almost like how you describe Ernie's pictures, like. He did certain things to preserve that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, is there a lot of it's sometimes insecurities. But I, what I realize is American society, Western culture society, society, particularly with people of color, it it really puts a lot of obstacles in between right. the, the joining. Absolutely. They know, fuck. They fuck they, with the communication. They fuck with the communication. They fuck family, with the child family. Man. You know, the 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 the, the onerous. Uh, is put on the woman to do certain things yes. in corporate America in life. The man has certain, and and you gotta yeah. sometimes take a step back. Um, I've learned that I've been married now 15, 15, 16 years. Wow. Um, but then I, I know dudes who've been married 40, 50 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they telling me, look, nah, man, stay, keep your head, keep your head right. in it. Right. You know what I mean? So, but I, I, I like the fact that you and the wife. Uh, have that. Y'all just came from Iceland, too. Yeah, we we took a trip to now, Iceland. You know what I want to ask you? I, I laid over in Iceland. What is that picture of everybody in that water? In that blue water? In that blue water. Mm, it's like sulfur water. Yes, yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a spot called the Blue Lagoon. Okay. 
So, they, they, well, they named it the Blue Lagoon now. But, but it's, oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I did, I, we were there for, for five days. So, I mean, I did touristy stuff. I didn't go into the volcano. And I didn't go into the volcano. We didn't have enough time for that. Okay. Plus, I was also like, you know, at, at a certain point, too, I'm like, you know what? I, I don't want to, like, you know, with five days, I don't want to be jumping out of planes, <laughs> going into volcano. Like, I went to the big, huge waterfall. Um, we went to the tectonic plates, into the blue lagoon. I, that's enough. What was the vibe like out there? I mean, it's, it's, it's a wild place to. We just tried to consider who the people were that ended up. In they, Iceland. Yeah, yeah, like right. who are the indigenous people to Iceland? Right, right. These these Nordic people who like, you know, ended up there, Vikings or mm -hmm. whoever, you know, crazy looking Nordic people. Mm -hmm. Because like blonde the, hair, blue eyes, they're like um, eight, six, nine, yeah. six, ten. Big people. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily blonde hair, mm -hmm. but just kinda like kinda like big round faces, okay. um, broad shouldered women, like, you know. <laughs> I mean, seriously, seriously, you you went to this place. And maybe in the spring, and then in the winter, when it got brick as fuck, you stayed. You figured a way to stay out there. So it's 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 a challenging environment. Okay. Plus, the truth is, it's a it's a volcano. Wow. It, it's still an active volcano. Okay. Like a few years ago, it cracked off. And they had right. a, and they had a, a they had an interesting economic predicament. Oh, absolutely, ago, absolutely. Society was damn near about to fall apart. They they were about they were about to uh, collapse, yeah. and then the EU. Kind of bolstered them mm -hmm. up and, and and kind of you know said all right you know you what, what makes it the destiny I, I feel like a lot of visually people, what is taste yeah. wise now a lot of people are going there. I'm just well, saying. I mean, I, I think I think the EU kind of set them up to to okay. just say hey, listen, here's the things that you're going to pitch to people. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll pitch the environment and mm -hmm. you'll pitch you know the things that that like eco minded people now are into. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, seafood, environment, you. and I mean it, it's. It, it visually it's nice. Do I would I go back to Iceland? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> what's what's the food like? What's the what's a what's a national I, I, I dish? I haven't or some heard shit? great things about it's, this, this, it's, potatoes. It's, listen, <laughs> raisins and potato salad. Oh, raisins nah, and potato salad. Karen, Karen's there. Karen's there. You know Karen is there. Karen you know Karen is there. At, oh, at least at least Karen wasn't on the phone. Oh, wasn't on the phone when I when we were at, when we were at the coffee shop. Karen didn't call the police. Karen. Matter of fact, that was interesting too. We didn't see no police. That's just wild. I don't think we need police. All like we've been convinced that we need police all the time. Well, hold on for a second. Our, our police are a different. It, our police are, were, are slave catchers anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. They're, they're outgrowth of that. Yeah. But but no. No, yeah. I mean, society doesn't need that. No, they don't. And, need that. and these, but in this case, while we were there, some dude who had, um, like, done some, some kind of bank fraud or whatever walked out of prison. Walked. What do you mean, walked out? Just like, like you, could, you could just walk out of prison. Going, oh, I, yo, that's crazy. Like, they have a prison up there, and you could just walk out that bitch. Like, I'm done. Take these cuffs. <laughs> like, you could just be like, like, you go into the yard and be like, yo, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing. Tired. My <laughs> right. I'm tired. So he basically walked out of prison. And went to the airport and got on a flight and went to Portugal. What? That's how free they society oh, that's is. That's just wild. That might be the draw to go to. I wonder if it was shit. just the bank bank fraud shit. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'd imagine the crime is low there too. Probably. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's, there's no crime. There's no crime. Yeah. There's no crime. You know, I wanna I wanna switch something. You touch you touch all of us. Um, with, hey, yo. Um, use a picture you posted. Of your foot. Yes. 
And it was like, yo, everybody was like, damn, man, down good. Yo, it was, it was heavy. It was heavy. It is heavy. And I'll tell you, my, for me, I've, I've always, diabetes is a part of my family history. Um, my, my dad went into a diabetic coma when I was in high school, almost died. He did, that's when he first knew he had it. He was in his 40s. My grandparents, they didn't get it to the 80s and 90s. All my father's siblings had it. My cousin who grew up like a brother to me, his funeral is tomorrow. He died sure about that. of a heart attack in prison yeah. um, at forty, the age of 43, serving a murder bid um, due to complications of diabetes. Yes. Yes. I watched my father, um, syringes, um, eating habits. Like it's a part. It's so much a part of my my being that a couple of years ago when I went to the doctor, uh, my something was five point something, and the doctor was like, "Yo, you need to do some things." And literally, I loved rice my whole life. Like, yeah. I'm black man. I eat rice. And he said, "Fuck that shit." I stopped. I haven't eaten rice in. Yes. Wow. And I gotta tell you some five point um uh, I gotta remember what that what that what yeah, that count is called. Yeah. Because because I, I went in I went in uh when I had this horrible incident, I went in with a blood sugar count over four hundred and I think it's called the ECL. That number that you're talking yeah. about, mine was like thirteen something. Wow. And um was normal. I think it's normal like- normal. I mean listen, for me. Five would have been. I'd have been uh, Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been like, "Woo, I'm good." But I mean, I'm again. That's how unhealthy I was, mm-hmm. and I had the second incident because I had I had one incident on my left foot, and we got through it, and and it was challenging, and we kind of found um, some healthcare professionals, kind of off of unorthodox people, mm-hmm. to kind of work with me. Uh, the second time, I didn't have those people available to me. One. Um, simply because they were like, listen, you know what? You're, you're not going to be able to survive this. Mm. They didn't have the confidence in me that I was going to be able to survive. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I came back to them with the, the infection in my other foot. Mm. The first infection I had, was, that was serious. Mm. And, that was, and that's, that's what I, you get ulcers in your hands and your feet mm-hmm. um, because that's where your circulation is so poor. Right. That if you have some kind of incident where you you get a cut, you get uh, uh, you get it infected, mm-hmm. it can just turn south mm-hmm. quickly. Quickly, very quickly. And um and the nice doctor, I mean, she was a nice lady. She mm-hmm. was a bit quirky, but she was nice. Mm-hmm. She was like, I can't mess with you this time, and I needed her because inside her office, she had uh, this dude that basically gave these vitamin C. Uh, IV drips. Okay. So you sit there for about two hours and get this big IV bag of vitamin C. And basically, like people that have HIV, people that have AIDS, Mm -hmm. go get this. Because whatever that shit is, the AIDS or whatever that fake shit is they're giving Mm -hmm. you, it's it's just your immune system getting compromised and and the vitamin C gets your immune system back on 100. So I didn't have her available to me anymore. So I had to scramble and find somebody who was... uh, wasn't going to be in my insurance system. My insurance system, everybody in my insurance system was like, yo, we have to amputate. Your mm. foot's got gangrene. It, it, mm. It's gangrene on your foot. Today and it's moving up your leg. That was the diagnosis. The orthodox and diagnosis is, is yes, yes, amputation. All right? And amputation, and then you go to somebody to get a prosthetic. 
And then you go to somebody, you go to the third person, and they teach you how to walk again. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you you in the system with all kinds of medication, with all right. kinds of other shit going on. But essentially, for their billing, yeah. you know, about $400,000. Mm. All right, I pay $20,000 out of pocket, and I get to keep my foot. I mean, I have to change the way I eat. Mm-hmm. I have to change the way I think, mm-hmm. but I get to, I get to behold yeah. still. Yeah. Exactly. And GHI was like, nah, out of network. Out of network. Fuck that. Damn. Give this man his money. You a young man. Mm-hmm. You a young man. You the same age. You, what are you thinking at this point in time? As brilliant and as smart and bright as you are, you married. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you thinking? You got life in you. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Um, I've seen people You've seen people fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I get all you go all around the city, and I mean, I've, I've even made kind of humor of the fact that I like I do work up in the Bronx, and man, I see so many folks in the Bronx, uh, double amputees, single amputee, mm-hmm. all kind mm-hmm. of. You know, I, I'm like, yo, the Bronx is the motorized wheelchair capital of the, of the planet. <laughs> you know, the and Bronx is special place. Bronx, Bronx, is, Bronx, Bronx is, is just different. Different. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I look at the Bronx. Bronx week. reminds me of Brooklyn in the '80s. On uh, PCP, right? Bronx is still like the Bronx. Bronx is, like, like the rest of New York, then fucking like, got Disneyfied. I, 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 the last fist fight I seen was in Brownsville a couple years ago um, in Brooklyn. In the Bronx, every time I go to Bronx, I see a fist. Fight. Yeah, yeah. Like, Bron- Bronx is super different like that, yeah, mm-hmm. and and I blame it for the fact that it's connected to the rest of the country. <laughs> so it it has it has you have access like like at least to get to you got to cross a bridge <laughs> to get to Brooklyn Queens. You know you gotta you know you gotta pay that toll, man. If you're in the Bronx, man. But um, uh, you know what? I was I was it it was super challenging. Challenging. It was super challenging. And and it's still challenging. It's still challenging. It's, I, it, it, I know it is, and because I saw it with my family, you know, mm-hmm. literally all of my father and his siblings, all 12, 13 of them had it. Yeah, yeah. my grandmother had, had it. Had and diabetes. my grandparents, well, well, my on, mother had it. On on the foot that got gangrenous, I ended up losing the pinky toe. Oh wow! Yeah, ended up losing the pinky toe. The pinky toe, we we tried to save it, and the pinky toe tried to hang. It tried to tried survive. To it. it tried to, but then it was just time, like boom, let's cut it off because. It was necrotic and it was so dead that it it, it was putting Everything dead tissue back into into, uh, into the rest into the into the healing. But I I see you and when we, we kick it and, and I see you, you look like you turned the corner. I I mean I have, but I'm yeah. still. The, but the, it's a, it's a big corner. Yeah. So so I I mean I have to be mindful and I and I get all kinds of signs where I know okay boom I've been eating too much bread. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. right now I'm right now I'm in I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a zone right now where I'm like yo. This is going to be an incredible summer for me mm-hmm. because I'm going to be back on my salad, salad. Mm-hmm. my salad and salmon, my salad and tuna. Do your juices and stuff. Doing like my that. juices, getting my greens mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. No bread, no because I mean I've been I've been good, mm-hmm. you know. But daily bread is like man, bread is nah, a, bread. Is a, bread and rice for me were two of my favorite. Some soft bread. Uh, Why do they call it daily bread? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, give us our I, daily I, bread. They did. They they knew. They, they knew the shit was. They knew what the shit was. Was it was this something um, in in your diet that kind of turned up that made the diabetes kind of you know go well, hard? I t- well, well, well. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. For for those years that we were being internet celebrities, 
man, we get invited to all kind of album listenings. Right. We get invited to all kind of industry things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, listen, I am the open bar. I was one of the open bar kings. No, I don't, you know how many parties I remember seeing? Me? Yes, yo, what up, son? Yeah, you know what I mean? If God had given me more hands, <laughs> I could hold more drinks. <laughs> you know? But um, I stopped drinking. I'm going to say I stopped drinking um, a little bit after Susan and I got married. So No more it, alcohol. No more alcohol, but... But the body was so like, yeah. yo, I need, mm. I need, I need that sugar. Yeah, sugar. You was giving me that liquid sugar. Now you're not giving it to me. And inside my day job, man, we, they had this um, uh, department of traffic office and they had a soda machine. You get a 20 ounce bottle for a dollar. <laughs> legit shit. Not, mm. not top mm-hmm. pop, not mm-hmm. tropical fantasy, mm-hmm. like a legit brand. Yeah, like Pepsi, 20 ounce bottle, Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah, Pepsi. Um, you know, sun kiss, uh, yeah, mug, cream. Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> only, only one I know of is in MCC in, in Manhattan, the jet federal jail. The, the officers, yes, vending machine, yes, the, the prisoners, a can, can or a bottle, can or a bottle. They get a bottle, they get a bottle, they get a bottle, and they got one with a can. Yeah, see, I was getting, I was getting a bottle for a dollar. Wow, at this department, of, uh, uh, traffic inside their vending machine, but I was ODing, and even homegirl inside there was like, yo. How many you had today? I was having like three or four a day. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. How has marriage kind of influenced your dietary changes? Well, I mean, the thing is inside our home, mm-hmm. she doesn't, my wife doesn't play that shit. Right. So I had to do all my dirt outside. <laughs> right. You know, because inside our home, you know, th- that's not, I mean, she's not, she doesn't keep that kind of stuff around. Like she might have ice cream. But even then, I don't fuck with ice cream like that. You don't? No, I don't. I don't fuck with ice yeah, cream. Yeah, you know, I so vanilla. so she might have some and no cookies, none of none of that stuff. But I mean, she basically keeps a, a, a healthy house. So it was outside of the house that's where I was. Maybe I was running off the road, and um, it was it was that soda consumption, and that just really tipped my numbers <laughs> crazy. Wow! And, and that was daily consumption. Daily consumption and all you need to do, man. Listen, as men, you know you sit in, in the bed at night, man. You get about to go to bed. Oh, you feel some uh, corn, some dead skin. You want to pull it off your foot. Oh, you pull that off. Oh, oh you cut your foot. Yeah. Damn. All right, but don't worry, it'll heal up in a couple of days. Oh snap, it didn't heal. Yeah. Oh man, it went a week and it's not here. Oh shit, now after two weeks, I can't even walk on my foot right now. Wow. Oh man, now it's it's throbbing and it's and it's. Aggravate! Oh man, boom! It's infected. So that was that. That was the first incident. But then we, boom, we got it together. Okay, I had to confront my my diabetic reality. Okay, I'm good now. I'm good. All right, we we squelched it. All right. So there's things I can't do now, and I wasn't doing it. But being a you know a stupid nigga, <laughs> all right. I thought I could. I thought I could. Me and the devil could make it. Me and the devil made a deal years ago. I made a deal with the devil not to get older. All right, that was all right. I'm, you're not gonna get older. I'm just gonna have you get old. Mm-mm. See, fucking devil. All right. Yeah, we, we, you know. we got, he, devil always got a yeah, trick got, yeah, with his yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So the I tried to line, try to yeah, dance with that motherfucker line. again. <laughs> and then I got the okay, second incident. Yeah. Second incident was that was the one with that got gangrenous, and that was the one where I really had to, you know. Um, I had to be super honest with my wife, too, because she was like, hey, listen, this shit we don't do in our house. Mm-hmm. So what's going on here? And, and you know, I had to be honest with her. 
And and I mean the the fucking thing about this incident is that it it gave me it made me give her a level of honesty mm-hmm. that you know that we just talked about that that marriages need to yeah. have. So you evolve. You yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yo, I, I'm glad I'm glad you tackled that guy. Seriously. Yeah. Like, um, you're, you're, you're needed out here, bro. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you really tackled that. And on, on, on that note, we're going to take a, another musical break and be back with some great talent, man. something about people buying sneakers yes what did you say well well i have an issue with people who who buy sneakers and act like this shit is a 401k <laughs> right so you know it, sure there's a, there's a lot of people doing it and, and i understand you can you can make money reselling sneakers mm-hmm. okay i mean let's face it Foot Locker is a reseller mm-hmm. Foot Locker doesn't make sneakers yeah, they yeah. buy them from the manufacturer mm-hmm. and then they resell them to us and then somebody buys them from Foot Locker and then resells them to other people because the sneaker was quote-unquote rare or limited. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a, as someone who collected comic books and baseball cards and collects shit, I know that when you don't control the manufacturing, you don't know how much of something was made. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many uh, comic books, Spider-Man number one comic books, were actually printed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really know how rare it is, yeah. and you don't know how rare the sneaker is. So if if you've got a house full filled with these ultimately perishable items, okay, because I mean through humidity, through all kinds yeah. of temp changes, yeah. the the things yeah. that the it synthetic changed. things yeah. that oh the colors, the glues dry mm-hmm. up, all mm-hmm. kinds of things. You know, you're 
it's it's not an investment grade purchase. It's really what I said, investment grade purchase. Do you think people do it because they say that's why they're doing it, but why they really do it is the social media effect of it all to tell everybody, look, this is what it I definitely do. Seems look like at that. me. Look at, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure because uh, you know what we also we also deal with a with a society where people. Be trying to find these get rich quick schemes. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah people steady trying to find some kind of pyramid it's, scheme it's out like, here. Like remember MTV Cribs. Every, every rapper you go in that crib, or every artist you go in that crib, yeah, you gotta closet. get to the closet. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I want to feel like it's that. But you know, I, I'll be honest. Like I, I, I drive by certain locations, and I'm always intrigued by cats who are out there like five in the morning, getting in line, doing, getting in line, and they get these sneakers, and I look. And a lot of the kids, they aren't the kids I see in the neighborhood mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Right, Asian you know? kids. Yeah, it's, a, it's, sure. it's, it's mm-hmm. a very interesting. And I remember back in the day, there used to be a group of Japanese kids who would fly from Japan and cop mad hip-hop mm-hmm. uh, merch. Yes. And go back to Japan. And sell it and sell it in Japan. <laughs> and sell it in Japan. But, yeah, but, 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 but sell it because this was authentic... I, I now now you're getting into something even iller. Mm-hmm. You're getting into the idea of how our culture, and when I say our culture, I mean the black black culture, culture mm-hmm. is being consumed. consumed and then resold mm-hmm. to black people. <laughs> Not yeah. even in its authentic Real talk. form. Real talk. <laughs> Com- it's commodified and resold. And, and 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 it's being resold to me. And I mean, I, I I put a check on people all the time, mm-hmm. and I do hurt a lot of feelings. Yeah, I know, I see it. But I, but yeah, all you. of this shit that we love is black motherfucking style. Yeah. Everything, everything, but everything that you love in America. Is, listen, I'm sorry. Maybe Asian people did mm-hmm. it. Maybe Latinx people mm-hmm. did it. Certainly, white people have done it. Mm-hmm. But who did it? Black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why you do it. And that's why you want to do it. So so. Like you, I like you. You you find gear. Like you, I see your gear. Like I'm, and me and you, we 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 both share. We come from a certain time. You know, all of us. Uh, Phil, you know, me and Phil bonded uh, initially at eighteen and nineteen or nineteen or whatever old we were off of um, our, our gear. I love mm-hmm. the gear. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, low was a big part of growing up in Brooklyn. If Absolutely. You in a certain space. Absolutely. Um, and it, but it was a it was a you know British British Walkers oh uh, uh, Bally's uh, Sacconi's um, Elise uh, like Deodorus see, see let me let me just jump in real quick Brooklyn style was luxurious yeah Harlem uptown style was very outdoorsy yeah. was very like uh, utilitarian Chari- yeah. militaristic champion hoodie champion hoodie M A one jackets Jacket, flight yeah, jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Army coats, yeah. Brooklyn cats was fila suits, suits yeah. a less yeah, Prince sneakers, crazy. like like something that you wear to the tennis club. Yeah, even even when we was wearing BBDs, we was doubling up. Uh, you know, oh no question, the tank BBD. over the tank yeah, over the over the tee. Yeah, it was it was ill, but I, it's like I see you really, like you you find things, and you also aware of where we're at. You know, you made the deal with the devil not to get old. You know, people think getting old is physically. You know, getting old is in the mind. Mm-hmm. Your mind is sharp. You're aware of the culture, you know, current events. Where is black culture now? And what do you foresee for black culture in the near future? 
I mean, black culture is still black culture, and black culture is still it's still mostly the soul to make something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has been in this country; it's been so commercialized and commodified and corporatized mm-hmm. that I that it who stole the soul is actually who sold the soul. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. And and I I'm hoping that black culture in places like Brazil, mm-hmm. in places like East Africa, in places in, in places outside of America, mm-hmm. rises up mm-hmm. to fill that soulful void that that I'm losing, that we're losing here in this space, mm-hmm. uh, simply because um, uh, you know it, it's just we we've just been commodified almost to the point where uh, where we're copying people copying yeah. us. You yeah. said something earlier before we started recording about where the new voice of hip hop needs to come from. What were you, what, you remember what you were saying? About right, that? right. I, and 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 the voice of hip hop, and understand that hip hop is part of the continuity of culture that jazz comes from, that the blues come from, that uh, your Ruben art comes from. There's there is a soul mm-hmm. and there is a spirit that can make something out of nothing mm-hmm. that can literally take the moisture in this air and create a statue and a sculpture. Mm. And that has to come from struggle. Mm-hmm. And that's what births, that's what births hip hop. Yeah. Right. Contemporary hip hop. Jazz. Jazz. Or, you know, the struggle of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Blues. Mm-hmm. The struggle mm-hmm. of slave yeah. quarters. Rock and roll. Of rock and roll. All right, all right. They should have never gave them niggas guitars. (laughs) And gospel, like, it's it's interesting you say, and even writing, like the black writers. It's all. It's it's all black. It's all black. Like I said, just the the, the idea that you can literally create something, that you can pull something out of thin air Mm -hmm. where there was nothing Nothing before. Right, exactly. That is a black thing. I, what, I know what I go through on a, you know, what's difficult for me is on a daily basis, I find myself naturally wanting to resist the platforms that's giving, supposedly giving me culture, even news. And every day I'm like, you know what, I gotta, f- I just was saying yesterday, like, it was a period in my life where I could memorize anything. Then I was like, you know what, fuck this memory shit. Let me let me inhale it so I can understand it in that form. Mm-hmm. I'm you at the inhale, like just, just like the, the concept, the yeah. process, break it down. Now mm-hmm. I'm at this point where I don't even I don't like I'm past that. I'm looking for a new way to critically think mm-hmm. about these things because what I'm what what happens with people is the brain, the brain is the velcro for negative stuff. <laughs> the positive stuff is challenging to constantly think about that. And your brain, with all those billions of particles, you're thinking about the same thing 70% of the time. You're re- or 90%, you're re- reoccurring yeah. the same thoughts. So it's not your fault. It's not your fault, Kenny. I mean, I mean, you know, you, you, you work hard. You guys work hard. You do well for yourself. Your wives work. You you know you put your you pull your resources together and you say what did we you know you look at your 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 tax return you say man what did we put together this year for our family to raise our kids and then you find out that for thirty seconds of airtime during the Super Bowl what you worked for for the entire year 
is eclipsed times 50. And you must understand that there are so many forces going on, microwaves being transmitted at you constantly. You, we are buffeted with forces that want us to do some shit. So, so you, you, the struggle is is so active. It's so, and just the fact that you are looking, and and that's listen, that's doing the best yeah. that we can do. Yeah. That's doing the best we can do, and and until until they fuck up and, and oh they got to repair that microwave machine mm -hmm. for a minute, boom, that gives us that little break, that little clarity to find another little niche, another mm -hmm. little space to operate in. But they are constantly after us. Mm -hmm. So you said billions of dollars were spent to keep us and go after us. There's no there's the, don't even say billions. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, don't even say billions more. because more than that, right. every single ounce of resource they have. Is to mine your mind. So you you said the the, the struggle is persistent. It's daily. It absolutely do, is do daily. You, so do you feel just swinging it back to just the conversation on hip hop? Do you think that the struggle doesn't exist in current hip hop anymore? Oh no! I mean, it, it absolutely exists. Mm -hmm. It absolutely exists. I mean, it, it, the struggle is there, and and there are artists that describe it. There, there are, but I mean, like like most people, I mean, folks. You know, I want to be famous. Mm. I want to, you know, yeah. I want, I want to have shrimp and lobster, you know, <laughs> once a month. Right. Not, not every night. I don't want to be greedy, but, but I, you want to have nice things. Right. So, I mean, when, when you're, when you're challenged with that, and especially for people that come from a background where they haven't had nice things mm -hmm. and they've only had the, the image of nice things, other people enjoying that, man, what would you, what would you do to have something well, nice? Right. So, so I mean, the, you know, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And you, and you've got to make such an active decision to say, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And I don't, I, I can't begrudge anyone. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately I can't, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I can't begrudge these young guys that will go and will, will play in the national football league. I will talk shit about the people that will watch it though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll definitely talk shit about the people who watch it and for some of those guys though in that league, like I, I don't I don't feel sorry for them. They get what they deserve as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's a it's a for me it's a mind fuck in the sense that damn, this is two thousand and eighteen. There's more resources in this planet than ever there has been before. There's more data on what happened, what's been going on that's wrong, what can be fixed. And these motherfuckers have turned our lives into caricature. It's a caricature. Everything is a character. Right, right, exactly. Like, that's what y'all decided to do? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow. So, you know, I, I find myself almost waking up every day ready to be like, yo, I am legend. <laughs> fucking Will Smith shit. Like, fuck it. That's the only thing that's going to rewire motherfuckers. Like, well, you know? I'll tell you what. Right before you get that thought, mm -hmm. when you wake up, be like, yo, thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Every, yeah, that's, no that's, that's, that's my head. Right. First, that's the yeah, first no thought. First, the first right. thought is, is, is thanks. Mm -hmm. You know, look to your wife. Say thank you. You know, look to the sky. You know, <laughs> or wherever you find God, definitely say thank, thank you. you. And then and then put your armor on oh, after you've given thanks. Absolutely. And keep your armor near your bed. Oh, no question. And sometimes you got to go to bed with your fucking boots on. And, mm, and, mm. and, and, and some shit on. Heavy talk, heavy talk. And I, and I think... You know, because when this shit does, you know, we're watching it slowly 
or rapidly for some, depending on where, how your mind has been. We're watching this <laughs> shit kind of unfold. Yes. You know, um, it just hasn't unfolded to the degree that everybody thinks it can. Oh, well, I mean, it, it will get worse. It yeah. will get worse. And, I mean, I like that the Combine is preparing young people to, to put their boots on and to understand how to think critically. Absolutely. And think as individuals. Absolutely. I mean, that's, I mean the, the thing we've we got to protect against is groupthink. Yeah. Because even when you want to be in a, in, in a group, you still have to have your own oh, mind. You have to. And Dal, for real, that's, you just hit it on the head with what we collectively are about and why we hold each other down. And at the end of the day, our goal is to, the, none of us are bigger than the, the machine and the apparatus that we're trying to build. We're simply trying to create critical thinkers and a blueprint and a roadmap towards critical thinking to, 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 to evolve. Right? Okay. Well, and, let me leave you with this. Mm-hmm. Let's make a master plan. <laughs> a blueprint is just a copy off a master plan. Yeah. Sometimes all the information doesn't get translated into the blueprint. Let's make the master plan. Yeah. Yo, yo, um. Thinking of a master plan, yo, Ken. Listen, it ain't nothing but sweat listen, inside yeah. our hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's indeed. That's yo, listen, we want to thank our comrade, the great Dallas Penn Renaissance man, for even blessing us um, today with the jewels and the conversation. And, and that's our homie. And, and we got his back. And, and we out here. Listen, check out Talker. Texture. Um, it's Thank an you. incredible project, uh, a, a recent project by Dallas and Team A King and everybody. And, and check that out and salute our homie uh, Dallas. Dallas. W- where can they find Talker? Yeah. Uh, you guys can find that on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, you know, it, it's funny when people always ask me where can they find me. I, honestly, if y'all don't know where to find me, it's because I don't want y'all to find me. <laughs> <laughs> But 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 definitely definitely all y'all folks for the combine and I, and I when I say I love y'all man I I love y'all I love I love y'all because because I mean y'all are soldiers doing the work you know this is not this is not virtual space this is a real space yeah and we glad to be associated yes indeed so salute see y'all next week man peace peace yo.